Hello and welcome to the Battle Line podcast, where we have conversations on the collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is my host and my co-host in life, uh, Captain Jamie Satterley, editor of Peer Magazine. Captain Jamie, you want to say hello? Hi. And we also have with us here our co-host and producer, the one who makes this show run, Elizabeth. How are you doing today, Elizabeth? I am stellar. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite parts of the holiday, which is Christmas music. Do you guys like Christmas music? Go ahead, Elizabeth. Yeah, go for it. I love Christmas music. (laughs) I have a love-hate relationship with Christmas music. I enjoy Christmas music. I do. Um, But there's sometimes I think that when you get to a radio station that plays, that starts on, you know, November 1 and just doesn't hit stop until... Then I mean, you can only hear Santa Baby so many times, right? Before you're just like, okay. Why are you a Grinch? Let people enjoy their Christmas music, especially in 2020. Listen, I make myself wait until October. I would listen to Christmas music all year round if my, uh, you know, guy riding around with me in my car, Matt, who we know already doesn't like Christmas music, uh, you know, didn't make me wait. Um, but I, I could listen to it all the time. Um, you know, even even outside of the traditional Christmas hymns, which obviously a lot of them tell the story about Jesus, there are so many of them that we can draw like timeless truth, biblical truths out of. Um, and then they just, I don't know, they're even the ones that aren't super festive sounding bring, you know, kind of a sense of peace and enjoy to me. So Matt, you can be a hater all you want. I love Christmas music. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, let's, uh, let's start this show off. Like we did. If you, if you're listening now, last episode, we talked about our favorite Christmas movie. What was the best and the worst in our opinion, Christmas movie. Um, let's do the same thing about Christmas song. Now that can be anything, Elizabeth and Jamie it can be Christmas hymn, Christmas carol, Christmas song, traditional Christmas song, pop song, song from a movies, whatever. Um, let's just go around. Let's go first. What is your favorite Christmas song. Elizabeth, why don't you start us off? Gee whiz. This is so tough. I love Christmas music, but I'm going to, I'm going to just go for a total bop on this one. Okay. We'll go classic Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays in sync. Okay. That's a great pick. You know, I looked it up. Actually, I think out of all the pop songs, that is number two, uh, I think, and according to my official Google search, number two of, <laughs> of the best pop b- pop Christmas songs. Number one, of course, is going to be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. But yeah, that in sync, that is a banger mm-hmm. for sure. It is. It gets you grooving. I don't know how you can sit still. Yeah. Elizabeth, Happy were you holidays. <laughs> were you team in sync, team Backstreet Boys, team 98 Degrees? I was team born in 1996, so I was after <laughs> those were really popular. I think I was team Aaron Carter, which was you know associated yeah. with the Backstreet okay, Boys. Okay, so she, yeah, that's a that's a hang on. We're gonna put you down for BSB then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the songs. I love their jams, but I I was in neither team. Uh, All right, Matt. I know you didn't care to listen to any of them, but I also know that you have a little sister who made you listen to them. Uh, so what? Which one? Would, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? Um, I can't. Uh, oh, NSYNC, definitely. Because I think that in some ways, Justin Timberlake and I are twins, brothers. <laughs> Listen, you know? Elizabeth, you may not. Uh, you may not know this. You just met Captain Matt in person today, actually. But uh, when we were teenagers, Captain Matt looked like Justin Timberlake. He had the blonde, curly, uh, ramen-esque hair. Uh, 
the tan. I like how you the, changed Roman-esque to ramen-esque, <laughs> like the noodles. <laughs> it's yeah. way better. So uh, I obviously, too, was team sync, not just because my boyfriend looked like Justin Timberlake, but because they are the superior boy band. Man, I used to go to the CVS and buy that sun in with lime and you spray that in your hair in the Texas heat. Well, can I tell you about hair and boy bands from that era? Yeah, let's see. I keep trying to convince my boyfriend to get frosted tips. (laughs) Like nothing would give me more joy. It's 2020. You can't tell him to do that. I I do. (laughs) It's never too late. Also, um, so Backstreet Boy call out to today is still relevant as AJ was on Dancing with the Stars. So he got to see that. Um, and I loved it when they did the, I guess, the LED screen and they had the Backstreet Boys there with them. I thought it was great. It made me feel like, you know, my little teenage heart was happy again. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's a great that's a great pick. That's a great pick. <laughs> Thank you. For, for those of you who are in the Generation Z and you have no idea what NSYNC is and no idea what, what that song is, you need to Google it. YouTube it. It'll be there. Hit it up on Apple Music. Uh, it's a great, it's a great one. Great. That, Elizabeth, you win a round of applause. That's a great pick. Thank you. <laughs> Thank right. you. Uh, Jamie, what's, uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? So I'm going to go. I also know that, sorry, I also know that you, (laughs) you are the connoisseur, if you will, of, let me give it the chef's kiss of Christmas music because you, (laughs) you, you, like people are able to determine like a cheese or wine and not that we're no wine here. Definitely not. But you are able to uh, hear a Christmas song in a, just you are a connoisseur of it. So go ahead. Give us your. Yeah. So there are many, many, many Christmas songs. Um, I love, uh, you know, I could probably, if you gave me a different genre, genre, I could probably pick one from every genre. But, uh, you know, growing up in the church, one of my favorites has always been Hark the Herald Angel Sing. Um, I, I don't know what it is about that song. I just really, uh, really love it. And uh, contrary, if you listened last week, you know, Cat Matt hates uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> but the Charlie Brown Christmas version of Hark the Herald Angel Sing with all the little children singing is just, it's beautiful. That's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> That and what she's t- not telling you, Elizabeth, is our child used to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing and she would mess up the lyrics. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. She yes. would say it with a bad lisp or whatever. It was amazing. So she would say, uh, yes. So she had the per- like this perfectly round baby head and oh. these blonde curls. So she just looked like a little cherub and she would sing oh. at the top of her lungs. But the poor thing could never get the lyrics right. <laughs> uh, and like half the time, the words she was saying weren't even actual words, but she was so sincere. And so it has a special place in my heart <laughs> um for my now favorite, they're just sassy so i have to remember those <laughs> days fondly for, for my favorite christmas song um i'm gonna go with a haunting the haunting melody that is oh come oh come emmanuel um, oh that's a good one very it is very dark for a christmas song not dark because it's like evil wicked song or whatever it's just it does sound very it has a very haunted melody so oh come come Emmanuel I like it because it talks about how when we were in darkness the light has come we have been ransomed we've been rescued so I think I'm gonna go with the lyrics on that one and just the tune to oh come come Emmanuel so let's flip the script on that and go to least favorite this should generate some discussion I'm sure (laughs) so uh least favorite Christmas song um Jamie, why don't we start with you? Yeah, it's going to be a big old Santa baby for me. Yeah, there uh, it is. I was yes. wondering how long it would take. I mean, there. 
I don't even know where to start on good old Santa baby. Um, you know, it's a classic. There are people that love it. Um, Eartha Kitt, super talented. She's, you know, she is fantastic. But this song, you know, I've been good. So bring me all of these things, <laughs> sir. You know, and then just the way she talks to him, like she called, you know, honey, baby, like I'm trying to charm you. I don't know. There's you don't want to get me on the soapbox. Uh, I just feel like there's more to people than just it's furthering that whole objectification thing for me. And I don't know something about I'm a female. So shower me with gifts is just I, I you know, <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned it, Cam Jamie. You know, I read I read a quote on this the other day because like and we'll talk about baby the song, baby, it's cold outside here at the end. But I, I read this quote of saying it's not the it's not the Christmas carol that has changed over the years, the Christmas song. It's that these songs that were written, you know, 50, 60 years ago, it's that we as a culture have changed. And because we've changed as a culture, now when you hear Santa baby and baby, it's cold outside, there is a little bit of cringe to that. You're like, Oh, you know, which was perfectly acceptable 60 years ago. But now because times have changed, we, we just feel awkward about it. You're right. And I'm just like, why? Why the decorations got to come from Tiffany? Why can't they come from Target? Save your money. You it's know? hard to rhyme Hobby Lobby. So. <laughs> if Hobby Lobby, you're out there and you want to be advertisers on the podcast. Um, how about you, Elizabeth? Least favorite? I'm here to take down Mariah Carey with "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Elizabeth, yes. my my pick, my pick. This is a twofer because my pick for least favorite was "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, we're just going to take take turns just ragging on it, okay? If, right. you, if you're not a fan out there, if you love that song, again, you have complaint emails. Send them to tim.foley at usn.salvationarmy.org. <laughs> go ahead. You go first. I find it quite annoying when she sings it. You Do you I, like, okay, just the tone of her voice? Well, maybe just I've heard it so many times. I worked at a store. I was Thank in too many dance recitals. Thank and you. I'm just over it. I will say there are other versions which I say, okay, this is kind of a bop, but I would never seek it out. I level my first charge at you. All I want for Christmas is you is that it is overplayed. It oh, is yes. overplayed mm-hmm. like oceans in praise and worship in 2015 <laughs> or whatever it was. It is overplayed. You, you walk mm-hmm. into a bank. All I want for Christmas is you. You walk into Hobby Lobby. No, that's not right. They walk into Michael's. All I want for Christmas is you. So, yes, I get what you're saying. I mean, you walk into the hospital for heart surgery and they're going to play All I Want for Christmas is you. Overplayed. Did you watch the music video um, from 1994? Did you go back and look at it, YouTube it, uh, Elizabeth? I'm flabbergasted to learn the song is older than me. Uh, yes, it is. It she came out in, in 1994, I believe. Oh, um, I'm so, so sorry. You've been hearing it for like 30 years. This song is bringing her some royalties Till the end oh, of time. For sure. Like this is her number. Like she is surviving financially off of this one song. I mean, it's amazing. Um, if you watch the music video from 1994, this is your assignment out there, boys and girls. Assignment, 1994 music video. And then watch, she remade the video in 2019. There is a big difference between the Mariah Carey in 1994, Dancing in the Snow with Santa Claus, to storefront Mariah Carey, in 2019, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's uh, just check out those things. It's, it's crazy. Anything else, Elizabeth, that you have about that song that you just 
I, I, I just find it very annoying. It's the kind of song someone make, would make as their ringtone and I would <laughs> leave the room immediately. I just want nothing to do with it. It is, it is, gener- it is Generation Z's, those born between 96, which Elizabeth, mm. and 2010, that it is the number one song among Generation Z. No. No, that I that I'm not one of them. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm a 95er then. You are ashamed I, to my kind. I will not associate. <laughs> You're yeah, gonna listen, say something, Captain. I will say, yeah. Uh, so I I'm gonna. I mean, I like the song. Okay, I don't love it, but I can tolerate it. Mostly, um, I will say that I do have it on my phone on my um i my apple list because uh not because i love it so much but because i love to torture matt so much <laughs> so you know it's always fun to wait like that. when he's about to get in the car and you know hit play and i'm holding the controller so there's yeah. nothing he can do about it there is there but is a I lot will of say holly dot like uh, yes. again holly dolly christmas with jimmy fallon they redo this song and it has a banjo and it's they nice. redeem it to the best of its to the most that it can be redeemed, they redeem it. I think what I hear us all three saying is that we're okay with the song, just not the Mariah Carey version. It's not Mariah Carey. It's just that they overplayed the Mariah Carey version so much. There's no love much. for the other versions. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with Captain Jamie. When I heard the the Dolly Parton, Jimmy Fallon version the other day, mm-hmm. I thought, hey, this is all right. When you throw a banjo, who thought you could do that? It's great stuff. Um, Since we are talking biblical truth and timeless truth, I did want to say all I want for Christmas is you is, you know, there is that what's the what's the test they say where you can tell if a a romantic song can be changed into a praise and worship song. You just get rid of baby and replace the word Jesus and it fits that way. Not quite with this song, but I think. If we're talking about biblical truth, timeless truth here, I think Mariah Carey just got the words out of order. Like, all I want for Christmas is you. It's just the wrong order. We, you, us, are the reason there is Christmas. Because that's what we talk about in Isaiah chapter 9. While we were lost in our darkness, uh, Jesus came to us. He loves us so much that he came to us. So the reason we have Christmas is you and I and Jesus coming to save us. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we flip that script and turn that into a Jesus moment. I mean, if you take baby out and put Jesus, Jesus, all I want for Christmas is you. There is just one thing I need. We can make this work, Matt. Listen, <laughs> next time um, we're going to put it on the Advent program. We're going to sing it. We can There's just change so a couple many of lyrics. Songs. It'd be all right. When you start thinking about it, there are so many songs. If you just take out the word baby and put in Jesus. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 I shouldn't sing. I've sang er- almost every episode so far. It's terrible. It's going to become our, our shtick. Well, Captain Matt singing this episode. Let's move into a game here real quick. Another Christmas song game. So, Again, if you were listening last week, we asked some questions. Is this a Hallmark Christmas movie or not? This song, this time, here's how this is going to work. I only have four questions. I'm going to give you the title of, an, of a Christmas song, a Christmas carol that is a true song. You can go and listen to this out there today. Um, and what I want you to do is most Christmas songs have like a plot or a story or something going on. I want you to do the best you can to tell me what you perceive by the song title the plot of the song to be. Does it, you understand Elizabeth and Jamie? That makes sense to yes. you? Okay, you ready? Here's the first one. The first one is called Christmas at Ground Zero. Christmas at Ground Zero. Would you like to take a stab at what uh, 
of what that is. I have an unfortunate word here. Yeah, the, I probably should have used a different word. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I'm gonna say it's they're singing something about Christmas. Uh, it's gonna be about 9/11, and it's probably from the country music genre because they really love to take. Uh, you know, national <laughs> tragedies and make songs out of them. And let me just say, I grew up in Texas. I am a country music fan, but boy, can we capitalize on some tragedy. <laughs> how about you, Elizabeth? That's a great guess, Cap Jamie. Elizabeth, how about you? I'm going to go with Christmas featuring American flags. Okay, that's great. Um, all right, so this is actually a, well, it's a real song in that it was written by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> and it's about having Christmas while nuclear bombs why there's a nuclear apocalypse all over the world like if nuclear bombs were all going to go off on christmas day we would have christmas at ground zero so and weird al is the one who would be singing the soundtrack to that yes you can you can boys (laughs) and girls you can watch you can watch the youtube video christmas at ground zero with weird al it's like a whole it's him singing and like all this 1950s footage of the cold war of of like elementary school kids hiding under their school desks and stuff like that so why is that all right well that was a great listen those are great guesses that you guys went with american flags and the country music genre that Listen, that's pretty close. I mean, that I would have thought that too. Well, in the country music Western genre, let's move again to the next song. This song is called I'm Gonna Lasso Santa Claus. Oh. I'm Gonna Lasso Santa Claus. It has to be sung by a lady. It is sung by a lady. I'm Gonna Lasso Santa Claus. Go ahead. What's the story? What's Uh, the line? Oh, I mean, obviously somebody has a crush on Santa and is just waiting for him to mosey on past the rodeo so she can lasso him i'm trying to guess who might possibly be the singer of this can you tell me what year do you have that information when when way before all of us were born when the westerns were popular gotcha how about you elizabeth any guess i think she's well i think she's definitely bringing them cookies (laughs) i think she definitely has some eggnog (laughs) available i'm gonna lasso santa claus was written um, probably middle of last century. <laughs> and what it is, is it's a little girl who says, I'm going to, I'm going to, she's basically the Robin Hood and saying, it is unfair that Santa does not take gifts to poor children. So she's Santa going take to gifts to poor children. No, she's going to well, lasso. Why do we love this man. <laughs> she's going to lasso Santa Claus and go Robin Hood on him and force him. <laughs> she's going to take from the rich and give to the poor, basically. Wow. I did it not is, see that coming. <laughs> well, and it does have the line in the song, I'm going to pop, pop, pop Santa with my water pistol. Bang, bang. I was oh like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, that went dark. I was dark. just about wow. to say she sounds cute, but yeah. no. Who sings Bryn- it, I think it's Brenda Lee, and she sings that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She sings Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. So you can Google that one too. YouTube that one. I'm going to lasso Santa Claus. I'm definitely going to YouTube that later. All right. Next one. Bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella. Bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella. Okay. So I only know this song because when I used to have to play the piano at the church for my parents growing up, um, it was in the big song or big book of Christmas hymns. Uh, and I was always like, what? Who's Jeanette and Isabella? And why are they bringing a torch? <laughs> Bring a torch, um, Jeanette Isabella. What What yeah, do you I mean, think I've, it's about? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know that I could begin to make up a story about, about this. How about you, Elizabeth? 
I think Jeanette and Isabella is clearly going to tribal council on Christmas. <laughs> I think there's only one option here. Right. Bring a torch. Says, I get the survivor torch. reference. What yeah. about Jesus standing there, is baby it, Jesus? Like I want to say tribe it's like yeah. an Italian Christmas song or something. It's close. It's, I think it's in that that region between Spain and France. Um, oh, that's not. Close it's at all old. That. Yeah, it's an old um, – oh, listen, it's close to Europe, whatever. It is in Europe, whatever. So basically the point of the song is baby Jesus is born and there are two milkmaids whose names are Jeanette and Isabella who go and spread – problems the, already. They go and spread the news to Bethlehem that Jesus was born. So Jeanette and Jeanette Isabella – Jeanette and Isabella are not Hebrew names. <laughs> listen, so – <laughs> if somebody was bringing a torch <laughs> to baby Jesus, their names would not have been Jeanette and Isabella. Right. I'm right. just saying. Okay. Last like one. Sarah and Rachel, maybe. Last song. Last song. I'm sorry, you guys. You're 0 for 3, but that's okay. All right. Last one. <laughs> the Friendly Beast. The Friendly Beast. What do you think that song is the about? Friendly Beasts? Yes. B-E-A-S. These are like- yes, creatures. B-E-A-S-T-S. Like Fantastical Beasts. Oh, I got this one. Go for it. <laughs> it's absolutely about the reindeer. Okay, it's a, a good guess. A little child's afraid of the reindeer, and a they're like, guess. oh, it's a little friendly beast. All right. Yeah, or, yeah either that or the, it's going to be like a song from the point of view of the camel that the wise men rode or the sheep that the shepherds were. All right, I'm I mean, I'm going to give Jamie the partial credit here on this one. Ooh. It is it is the song. It is it is sung by the point of view of the animals that are in the nativity. But basically the animals are sitting around almost griping to each other how much <laughs> they are underappreciated as being part of the nativity. Like there's a line in there that the donkey says what the heck? Like I, I physically traveled that lady here and everybody's, <laughs> I got that. Why lady is nobody here. talking about the donkey? Why is, why is the donkey not more <laughs> important in the story? So basically it's all these, uh, animals in the nativity set that have, you know, inferior or con- inferiority complex or ego things because they're not being talked to enough. So uh, that is hilarious. Who wrote, people got too much time on their hands. <laughs> like I think the sheep or whatever is like, Baby's sitting in my f- food trough. Like, come on, I got to eat. Move that baby. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. Somebody get this baby well, out good of my job. food bowl. Good job, guys, on that one. Um, for the uh, our rest of our time here, though, we thought we'd just try to go through some Christmas songs that are out there, some pop songs, traditional, you know, Christmas carols, some weird, awkward songs, and um, just kind of talk about them. And then a yes, like try to, there is some biblical truth. There is some timeless truth in these things. Um, Not only we're going to have a little fun, but there is some truth um, that is fun in there as well. So um, we talked about All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Again, any list you look at, that's going to be number one song. Are there any other things you want to say about this Captain Jamie or Elizabeth before we shut the door on Mariah Carey? No, I, I am ready to move past it. Slam. <laughs> All right. Then th- let's go to the next pop song. Now, I had actually had never heard this song. Um, oh, Elizabeth, I'm sure that you, like, you have this on you have this banger on your playlist, don't you? You're talking about mistletoe, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am so just what? Okay. How so, have you never heard this? No, I had it. Mistletoe. By Justin Bieber. All the Generation Z out there is going crazy. All the millennials are like, oh, what? So um, there's just, you know, there's, there's, uh, do you want to give us Elizabeth, since it's, this is your heart song, I guess. Um, (laughs) Do you want to give us the like synopsis of the song? 
Oh, I absolutely would. This is Justin Bieber walking through Franklin, Tennessee. Yep. I think around like a shopping arena stores and I think a, a pretty girl appears and he's yep. just like mistletoe song. Yep. You could just take and then the bells word. like shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it, that's basically every Justin Bieber song, isn't it? He's yeah. The girl walks out and he's like, hey. Those classic Bieber videos, they're all the same. <laughs> he does say the word shoddy. Shoddy. Oh my gosh. How did I forget that? <laughs> 10 times in this song. 10 times. So I said shoddy to my I mean, wife once and she took a swing at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I do want to say this. Have you ever had chestnuts? Everybody talks about chestnuts in Christmas songs. And, they, and Justin Bieber mentions them in his song. Chestnuts are actually probably the devil's <laughs> mixed nut. It's disgusting. Chestnuts are disgusting. Yeah, I love this lyric. Chestnuts roasting like a hot July. I mean, <laughs> look at that. Can you get better writing than Master that? Master wordsmith. Poet. <laughs> now, I, I would say there is some truth in here. Like uh, later on, one of the lyrics says, the wise man followed the star the way I followed my heart. <laughs> and it led me to a miracle. You know, in some ways, Justin Bieber, that'll preach. That'll preach right there. Wise men followed the star. I followed my heart and it led me to a miracle. To his in his in his opinion, it's Brittany or whatever. Uh, Stephanie. To <laughs> his wife's name is Haley, Matt. <laughs> baby Jesus. Well, it's not. She's not in the video. So, <laughs> um, so he got you, something to answer about. Do you know where the mistletoe tradition comes from? No. So I, I had I to look not. this up because we have everybody has mistletoe at Christmas time. So mistletoe actually comes from Viking tradition, Nordic tradition. In which, like, it was like a, uh, like pagan gods, you know, have this whole story, and so love was spread under the mistletoe. So because of that, it happened at Yule, which Christmas, and so that's why we have mistletoe tradition nowadays. Is it mistletoe poisonous? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, nothing says like, "Hey, come give me a kiss," like poison. <laughs> well, it is, and mistletoe is also a sign again to Vikings of back then of fertility. So, you know. When you kissed under it, we got some problems. Oh, so this was like uh, one of those pagan, some pagan fertility rituals. rituals. This is one of those things. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's why I was saying some Christians might have a, a problem with this because, you know, you get into some pagan ritualism stuff. So, we guys, uh, mm. heads up. Matt, now everybody's going to be boycotting the mistletoe. Yeah. Sorry about that to the min- mistletoe industrialists of America Union. <laughs> um, anything else on mistletoe there that you want to say, uh, Elizabeth? I'd like to point out the grammar and the <laughs> slang being used. I'm reading the lyrics right now. Um, the, like I apostrophe double M A I'm a. What a fun word. That's right. I, you got to hit that cadence. I just, yeah. do people text like that? I don't know. Imagine using that in a school essay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see how well that goes. I, I guess I'm going to be under the mistletoe doesn't fit in the, <laughs> I'm going to be under the mistletoe. <laughs> Where other places may you Ivan be? I don't know. Yeah, also, like, is this man just hanging out under mistletoe in hopes that she walks by? And if she does, then he's just going to kiss her, even did though you, they don't know each other? Did you watch the music video, Captain oh, Jamie? Captain I Jamie. did not. It's Captain oh, yeah. Jamie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Justin Bieber. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, he... Uh, <laughs> You don't want that in your internet browser history. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I he, mean, at, at the end of the music video, he gives her a dress 
and says he gives her a dress or an address no address like you clothing item of clothing and he says like meet me here at this time and she comes outside and they jump in the car which i think at the time he was probably well, i have so much to say about what this a young stud. he should have had his mom in the car sitting in the <laughs> seat but then they yeah, go to the in cars party. with strange boys ladies no, they, he's met her they're they're already an item oh okay and also, then, though a teenage boy is going to buy you a dress, one, it's not going to fit. Two, <laughs> it's going to be probably <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Listen, we're getting too far down into this. <laughs> All right. Well, we move into hymns. Let's move into church hymns or the Christmas carols that we hear. And every Google search that I did, what was the most popular Christmas carol? Hands down, the one that came out the most is Oh Holy Night. Oh my gosh. Everybody's favorite. Oh Holy Night. Um, I, I can't even tell you how many times this song has been covered. I think every band in history has covered Oh Holy Night somehow. Did you know that this is the first Christmas song ever to be played live over the radio? I had that written down. Yes. It was the first <laughs> song ever broadcasted live. Sorry, 19, I stole your thunder. No, you're right. 1906. And that's just cool though. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so here's my deal with Oh Holy Night. Okay. It is tied. It's tied in first place. I didn't say it earlier for one reason, but it's tied for first place for my favorite Christmas song because the, the music as it is written is beautiful and the lyrics are fantastic. But it's like, it's one of those songs, I guess like you could say like the Star Spangled Banner where tons and tons of people sing it, but almost nobody does it right. Correct. I completely agree. So it's so hard to find like a great version of the song. Like they're not terrible, but it's just not, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's so, it's such a beautiful thing and just nobody can quite get to the, you know, get to what, what it deserves. It's a song that, that people use to test their vocal range, right? Like yeah. they, they want to put all the, you know, runs and, and all these things into it when, you know, I call it the Christina, Christine, like Christina, that's terrible. Christina Aguilera effect. You know, Christina Aguilera always has to put extra in stuff. <laughs> there I'm, you go I've again. Of, I've offended Christina Aguilera. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but like, you know, people, people do that to Oh Holy Night all the time. So um, there is there, there, however, there is a uh, good, you know, good biblical truth in here as well. The lyric, what's just great, a thrill of hope, a weary, a weary world rejoices. I mean, that's what Christmas is about. The people, again, Isaiah chapter nine, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And that's what we sing about on a holy night. Like a weary world can rejoice. Gosh, 2020, what a weary year, but we can rejoice because we've got a thrill of hope in Jesus. Yeah, I mean, the last verse really points to, I feel like it's just all the more timely as it says, uh, you know, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love. His gospel is peace. Change shall he break. Uh, it talks about all oppression ceasing in his name. Uh, I mean, man, when just we look at the turmoil, yeah, even outside of the pandemic with with just uh, the the racial injustice, with, you know, just all the, all these tragedies that are happening all around us. Um, you know, what is it, what is that we need the love and the peace that can come only from Jesus? Uh, but there's a, an internal aspect to that, right? Like if our hearts aren't right and we don't have love and peace and are, are in that place, how are we ever going to offer it to a world if we don't have it within ourselves? 
Um, so, you know, it's challenging to me to make sure that my heart is in the right place so that I can act as an, an agent of, of love and to peace in this world that so desperately needs it. Yeah. Speaking of the theme of night, let's move to the second best Christmas carol, the most beloved Christmas carol, and that's the song Silent Night. Silent mm-hmm. Night, Holy Night. Um, this song. As a husband who has and dad who has been in a maternity ward, let me just say, all ain't calm and silent in a maternity <laughs> ward. I get it. I get it. This song, don't come at me. Don't at me because I know. This song uh, is is talking about the reverent silence. But man, when babies are born, was it away in a manger that's like, no crying he makes and how quiet everything is. <laughs> You're bruh, like, yeah, right. <laughs> bruh, I've been to a, I've been to a hospital when babies are born, man. And to yeah. do that without like medicine, man, Mary, she the real MVP. Yeah. Well, and I just think too, like, so this is Bethlehem, not a huge town, but we know from the, you know, what the Bible says, there's no room. That place was packed with people who were traveling back from the census, uh, you know, they were in a thing with animals. It was not, there was zero things silent about this night. Holy, certainly. Silent, not a chance. But I mean, I guess it makes us feel like Christmas when we think about, you know, snow on the ground and the crisp air and the quietness. For some reason, it does seem, winter seems quieter to me than other times of the year. And I don't know if that's just cultural, whatever ingrained into me. Um, so I get kind of that whole thought. Um, but yeah, every time I sing this, I think a man must have written this song. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there, and there is great lines, the dawn of redeeming grace that goes back to Isaiah chapter nine. I mean, grace, God giving us what we do not deserve. And on that night, God gave us what humanity we did not deserve. And then also what a great line too about shepherds quake at the sight. I think we always kind of forget the majesty and the wonder of God. And for those angels to appear and the shepherds literally scared to death, their knees knocking together. They were so scared of, of the wonder of God. Um, you know, that's something very cool. A fun fact about this song silent night that I didn't know until getting ready for this podcast was, you know, in world war one, um, it was uh, in 1914. There was a Christmas truce called a couple of days before Christmas um, between the the Allied forces and, and the Axis forces. So, you know, the American, the British, the French on one side of a trench and the Germans on the other side. Um, do you know that when they had that 1914 Christmas truce, they stopped firing at each other and um, they were just one night somebody started singing Silent Night in their own uh, native tongue. And then the whole trench took over. And then when they stopped the other side, so like the Americans sang silent night in English with the English and the French, French started singing it in French. And then the enemy across the way, the Germans started singing, you know, silent night in German. So it's just kind of a cool story of how there was for a short time in 1914 at this Christmas truce in the middle of a war peace as both sides were singing the same Christmas carol, just in their own native tongue. It's kind of cool. All right. Well, and then the last one, the last one, Christmas Carol, that's a big favorite of everybody is, is everybody's favorite joy to the world. Do you know that joy to the world is the most published Christmas hymn in the world? It's in over, it's over in 1500 different church songbooks. So, um, most, you know, some churches don't have silent night or a holy night or a little town of Bethlehem, but everybody has joy to the world. That's interesting. I wonder why that one. 
I don't, I think, I don't know. I think because uh, the, the writer, I it really pulled from Psalm 98. I think there's a lot, like he pretty much quotes Psalm 98 in it. Um, you know, about, uh, you know, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And then verse nine, let him sing before the Lord for he comes to judge the earth. He'll judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. So I think it is, it is just joy to the world is a lot of just straight scripture being sung. And I love that it's that verse, that line, let every heart prepare him room. It is a reminder to us that we have to choose him. We have to choose this for ourselves. Let our hearts be prepared for him. So yeah, I mean, I, this is, I really like this one. Um, it's not at the top of my favorite, but I always love singing it in church. Um, Cause I always think like the band does a good job, especially, you know, growing up in the Salvation Army where they're brass bands and stuff. It's great to hear the brass band play and it's just a fun one to sing. Okay. Well, we've done the pop songs. We've done some movie songs. We've done some traditional, we've done some Christmas carols. Let's move into the songs now that are a little awkward, if you will. <laughs> Clumsy. Songs that are hard to uh, to hear and not be like, huh? So the first one is this line. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, and I don't think too many of our listeners will have ever heard this song. But there's a song out there that's called Where's the Line to See Jesus? Uh, Elizabeth, Jamie, were you aware of this song's existence up until right now? I have heard of it, yes. It's the uh, ultimate Jesus juke. It really is. It really is. So it's written by a lady named Becky Kelly. Country star. And, of course. Yep. And I'm sorry, Elizabeth, were you, have you, you're familiar with this song at all? This is actually one of my favorite Christmas songs. Is it really? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of it. I was like, <laughs> wow, well, I'm going to cha- I'm gonna have to change what I wrote down. <laughs> so in this song, there's this Becky Kelly, she, she goes, this country music star, she goes to the mall and she sees the line to see Santa Claus. The line is so long. And then a little boy appears behind her and tugs on her shoulder and says, tugs on her sleeve and says, where's the line to see Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Is he here at the store? If Christmas time is his birthday, then why don't we see him more? So the line, like there's a long line to see uh, Santa. Why is there a line to see Santa? Well, then guess what happens, folks? Halfway through the song, she turns around at the mall and the little boy is gone. He <gasps> disappeared. He was an it, angel. It had to, he had a messenger. That little boy had angels wing. He taught me a lesson. Where's the line to see Jesus? I guess it's a blatant, <laughs> you can't even like, it's not even subtle how much they're trying to just smack around the commercialization, you know, of Christmas between Santa Claus and, and Jesus. So you can see the whole music video on YouTube. It's not meant to be funny but it is it's it's a good watch it's a good just sappy where's the line to see jesus song yeah i'm oh go ahead elizabeth i was gonna say i'm, I'm going to youtube right after this to look at this track <laughs> you've sold me when the boy i started laughing when she sings and i, the, I turned around and the boy was gone i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it it is the ultimate like oh these are all the things you love about christmas well let me slap you <laughs> with some Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I, God bless Christians. I love them. I love us. I love our, us people, <laughs> but we, we can be the cheesiest, crazy people, <laughs> craziest we people. 
this reminds me of like I, in this political season, I've been seeing them all over social media where people are like, uh, you you might trust the donkey, you might trust the elephant, but I trust the lamb yes. or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, like I get it. It's truth. It is truth. You know, the lamb of God it is biblical truth. But come on. Like Listen. not not everything has to be I'm gonna. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna say an. Infl- I'm gonna say. Like, I'm gonna. On. I'm gonna put gasoline on the fire right here, Captain Jamie. You ready for this? Yeah, we're gonna get some letters. We about are. This. We are. Here it comes. <laughs> I will guarantee that the people that complained that Starbucks didn't have anything to do with Jesus on their cups have the song "Where's the Line to See Jesus" in their playlist. <laughs> I just think those are the same people. Those are the same Karens. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, I think, I guess my thing is just like, yes, Jesus, Jesus is, you know, at the, at the center of of everything that we do. And it it is, Christmas is ultimately about his birth. That doesn't mean that it's not okay for us to also enjoy the other things about Christmas. It is not wrong to love, you know, the, the decorations and Santa. I'm not a Santa person, but if you want to be a Santa person, good for you. Like, it's not. I don't think it's discrediting Jesus at all to take your kid to see Santa at the mall. Yep. You can, you can love Santa and Jesus. Agreed. Well, while we're still talking about sappiness, let's move into the next one. I can't believe you didn't put this as your favorite, Matt. Everybody's favorite Christmas (laughs) shoes, Christmas shoes by new song. You know, they made this into a movie. They believe it. They made this into a movie with Rob Lowe. Oh, I love Rob Lowe. And the, Jamie, you're going to have to help me out with the name. What's Brad Paisley's wife? Um, um, the one oh, that was in Father of the Bride. Kimberly. Oh, gosh. Her. You guys know who yes. I'm talking about. She's she's the mom that, that dies in it. So Kimberly Christmas Williams, shoes. Everybody, listen, I'm not going to explain Christmas shoes. You know this. Everybody knows this because it comes on the radio a million times. But I have two opinions on Christmas shoes. Number one, here's the first one. When a kid, when somebody pays in change at the counter, doesn't that just make you mad? <laughs> That's in the song. It says the clerk counted out pennies for what seemed like years. If I'm trying, number one, but I got one A, sorry. You shouldn't be buying Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. Now, I'm not mad in the kid. The kid's fine. But the adult, you're standing there. You're, it's Christmas Eve. You're trying to get home. And then this little kid comes in and he puts down pennies and the, sh- and the clerk's counting them out. Anytime, guys, listen. Anytime you put down change on a counter, the people behind you are complaining. Just know that. You just need to know that right now. <laughs> Second thing, last thing on Christmas shoes for me, and then I'm just going to let Elizabeth and Jamie just run all over it, is this. I think that that kid's mom wasn't really dying, and he just <gasps> used this the guy behind him. He just conned that guy into buying shoes. You know where he went? That kid went right out that door, and he went to eBay, and he sold those shoes back and made some cash money. <laughs> I think that kid grifted the guy. Spicy take. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So many women right now are just like going to, I can't walk to Walmart now. We're getting all the letters from this episode. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead, Elizabeth, Jamie, I'm going to turn it over to you to redeem it. Do you love this, Elizabeth? I had never heard of this song either, but I listened to it. 
And I was just so confused and just like, <laughs> I think there's like a children's <laughs> choir at the end that disappears. There is. There is. You, when they're trying to get you sappy, they want it's that's when the song is trying. Manipulation. When they are trying, that is it. Exactly. Manipulation. It gave me almost like God bless the broken road vibes to me. <laughs> I was just like, what am I listening to? Like, I didn't hate it, but I was like, what? If mama meets Jesus. <laughs> How many times are you going to sing in this episode? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's uh, overly sappy just for sappiness sake. I mean, you know, it's sweet. It's sweet that the little boy wants to buy his mom shoes. And it is certainly heartbreaking that he is having to live through this horrible thing. Um, And, you know, there's lots of people who could probably identify with this right now with Corona and everything that's going on. But I just feel like this song was written just for the specific purpose of, you know, making you cry or making (laughs) all the Christians shell out their money for the album. Uh, It's just funny. It's disingenuous to me. It also does give us the vague <laughs> idea that Jesus is checking footwear before you can enter into heaven. <laughs> like, oh, 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 you got, you got, you got some C9s. You got some New Balance dad shoes. Sorry, bro. Oh, the <laughs> same for you. I'm sorry. St. Peter's like, uh, them some terrible shoes. You can't come in here. We have a dress code. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last awkward song here. Um, have you heard the song "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas"? It, it yeah, comes on the, it comes on the radio a lot. I don't want no crocodiles or no rhinoceroses. Is 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 um, a hippopotamus for Christmas? Have you? Are you aware of the song, Elizabeth? I am aware, but I swipe left. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it, it it does. The lyrics do make you think, you little punk kid. Yeah, right. especially when he says, I don't want no dinky tinker toy. Well, go buy your own Christmas presents then, you know, grateful little wretch. We got this lady, over, this girl, <laughs> this little child over here wanting a lasso Santa Claus. <laughs> Up to the poor kids, this girl's like, oh, I don't want no dinky tinker toy. I want a stinking hippopotamus. Make it happen. So, um, you know that hippos, like, kill a lot of people. Like, hippos are dangerous animals. They're vegetarians, but they still, like... People bump into them in the rivers and like they kill people. So I don't think giving a 10 year old a hippopotamus is a smart parenting decision. Also, I, I do think that's the most uh, like the biggest flex line. in the whole thing is when he says, mom says the hippo, the hippo would eat me. But my teacher says that hippo is a vegetarian. Like he's just saying to his mom, mom, are you the stupidest? My teacher says <laughs> a hippo is a vegetarian. So, the little girl that sings this name's Gayla. She is from Oklahoma City. And when they did this, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Zoo did a campaign that they would buy Gala a hippopotamus for Christmas. They were going to oh, do no, it. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. But they said, we will give it to you, but Gala, you have to donate it back to the zoo. <gasps> so they <laughs> got. Gala's like, uh, forget you. I they ain't got, giving my hippopotamus back to the zoo. <laughs> it, it worked. Uh, fi- they, it, they raised the money. The zoo used it as a fundraising campaign, which is really the smartest flex ever. Like they yeah. just used the, a fundraising campaign to raise the money to buy a two-year-old hippopotamus they gave it to gala on christmas day she took a couple pictures with it and then she donated it back to the oklahoma city zoo so the zoo i mean good for them for seizing upon a marketing opportunity for sure for sure um all right well let's move into just uh two little practical things here um as we get ready to close up shop the first one is uh, elizabeth are you of are you aware of the phrase and game whamageddon 
I have no clue what this is. Oh, okay. I, this All is right. one of my favorite Christmas traditions. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you, are you are you aware of the song "Last Christmas" by the musical group Wham? I absolutely know that song. Okay. Everybody, you know, I'm not going to sing because Jamie told me to stop singing. <laughs> but last Christmas. <laughs> I gave you my heart the very next day. You gave it away. Right. Everybody knows that song. So there's this game called Whamageddon. In fact, they have its own website. You can go there, whamageddon.com. And basically, Captain Jamie, do you want to just give everybody the very quick like synopsis? Yes. What so this there, there's four rules. The whole point is to go as long as possible without hearing Wham's Last Christmas. Um, so it starts on December 1st and it ends at midnight on December 24th. And so you're supposed to try to go the whole time without hearing it. Um, only the original cover counts if you hear like Dolly a remix version. or cover. <laughs> yes, or somebody covers it. That Mariah doesn't Carey's count. Version. <laughs> um, and then if you're, um, if, as soon as you recognize the song, so like if it's playing and you don't notice, you know, obviously it doesn't count cause you didn't notice, but as soon as you realize it's Wham's last Christmas, you get sent to Whamhalla. <laughs> and you are supposed to post on social media, yeah, hashtag Whamageddon, when you get you hit. Social media, you got hit. Yeah. So that's like the whole game is you're trying to go the entire Christmas season without hearing the song you can um like you can sabotage people they say like don't sabotage people and like uh what do they call it like rick rolling them when you yeah. send them one thing and it sends them to another so uh you know you can can uh sabotage somebody but you're not really supposed to but that's the whole challenge is to make it through the entire season and i guess i guess because Williams last christmas is sort of like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, where it's on every playlist pretty much. So it's kind of like a it's like a ninja game at Christmas. Can I make it through the whole season without going to Wham Holla? All right. Well, uh, that's Wham again. So that will begin, everybody. That's your that's your other home take home assignment is to try to play Wham again this year and just see how long you get before you get you get. Have wham- you ever made it, Matt, to December? No, never have. 25th. I think we've I done this for years, either. and I've never made it because it's just yeah. again, it's one of those songs that's overplayed. If you walk into a mall, you're gonna hear it. You just have to be prepared. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was uh, listen a lot of fun laughing about all of these crazy Christmas songs, and I really think that there are so many crazy ones out there. We could do this all day, but. To honor your time, we know you're busy people. We're going to wrap this up um, with our weekly question. uh, And that is, what is giving you joy in this crazy, crazy world? What is giving you joy? Matt, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm just going to say it's been a spectacular year for me for college football. College football is a a huge hobby of mine. I enjoy it. And um, I know the coronavirus has been going on. I know that there are a lot of people who have said we shouldn't be doing this. But I just think it is a welcome distraction for a lot of us. And um, not the not the despite the fact that my Florida Gators are doing okay, they're doing all right this year. Um, I just think college football is where I'm just, yeah, that's my, that's my pick. I, it just, it's a good watch on Saturday right now. Yeah. It, uh, I guess a welcome distraction, maybe a little bit. It's a one, a little bit of a sense of normalcy in an otherwise completely abnormal year. Agreed. How about you, Cam Jamie? What's giving you joy? Um, so for me, it is season four of The Crown, which just <laughs> released on Netflix. Do you watch The Crown, Elizabeth? I do not. Yeah, so it's uh, we. I guess we started watching it pretty much at the very beginning when they first started with season one. Uh, it is kind of 
uh, frustrating because they only come out. What is it, Matt? Almost every eight, every two years, just about something like when that. When they release yeah. them, something like that, maybe maybe a little bit of a quicker time frame sometimes. Um, but we're this with this season. We're starting to get into things that happened, um, especially towards the later half of the season, where um, things that I was alive for or events that I can remember. Um, and so it's interesting to watch it play out. Um, you know, all up until this point, everything happened before I was born. So it's only stuff you hear about, but especially towards the later part of the season, it's stuff that like events that I can remember. And so it's interesting to kind of see it. And the weird thing is like, so the season kind of focuses a little bit on Prince Charles and Prince Diana. And so even though we know how that story ended up, I do find myself like wishing and hoping that he would just, you know, not be such a punk <laughs> like come on it could have a happy ending it could it's not it it won't it we all know it won't but i still find myself wishing wishing that it had been better for them but such is life i guess it is a good show it is worth it yes how about you elizabeth i'm gonna go with candy all right i yeah. you know i'm thinking of what i want for dinner and it just became so clear to me that candy was what i desire what is your go-to candy that that's that's my I hold up because I I love candy I I think the nice chewy like a uh, pure sugar ones that are different colors that come in different shapes just is a whole subgenre of candy <laughs> really Do, if, if somebody offers you a fruity candy or a chocolate candy which uh, one are you gonna take first uh, well I just I struggle to consider chocolate candy because chocolate is chocolate yeah. so <laughs> you're right fair. we could do a whole podcast it's episode <laughs> that's right it's its own listen I got opinions about chocolate <laughs> <laughs> you're right we bought um just a couple of days ago we bought a bag of Christmas M&Ms and they lasted like four and a half minutes <laughs> mm, yeah I, they, they seem no chance with me Hmm. I blame the kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've had a lot of uh, fun and I've probably offended half of America, that's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to go to the Peer website, peermag.org, or follow Peer on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at peer.magazine. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.